0: Lowe's helps pros like you get the job done right by having more of the supplies you use most in stock every day. Like treated lumber, fencing, and decking in the quantities you need for any size job. And we help you save with deals like $20 off a Metabo HPT 3.5-inch gauge 21-degree pneumatic framing nail now just $179. Order ahead at lowesforpros.com and have your order delivered or pick up in store. Our dedicated pro loaders will load you up and get you back to the job site where you're needed most. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 9-8, U.S. only. All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NFL podcast, the final NFL podcast, and it's Friday. It's February first. It's also our first three way podcast. I'm here All with right. oh, and there's one. Uh, we're here with James Davis of DFSR, right, and James. with Chris Chris Darrell also. <laughs> hey of DFSR. everyone. Uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna try our hand at a three way podcast. Before it's usually just me talking. Well, I guess these you guys have p- paired up for a couple podcasts before me me talking at or to one of you two guys, but we'll. For this one, we figured we'd bring on the whole crew to talk about the Super Bowl this Sunday and talk, you know, some game odds, some props, some stuff that's going on. Um, I'm going to let's go level of excitement. I'll start with you, James, about the Super Bowl. How do you feel? Where does this rank for you in terms of like watchability? Are you excited at all for the Super Bowl? I know I, sometimes you can, uh, you can maybe not feel the same level of excitement. Is this one, where does this one rank on you? Is it, is it appointment television for you or could you just assume to do something else? Well, I mean, So you're
1: going to watch the Super Bowl. The issue is, I I am personally very fatigued at watching Patriots-related Super Bowls. And especially just because I've rooted so hard against the Patriots in every Super Bowl they've ever played in. I have kind of a different feeling about this one now for some reason. And that's like more indifference. And I don't know. I also just feel like, and I'm sure we'll get to the bets at some point. But like I feel this impending sense of doom and inevitability that the Patriots are just going to win again. So that also decreases my level of interest. Uh, and not in, like an exciting way. Like I, th- I felt that way in 2011 when they were facing the Giants. But it was just different. Like I don't. Well, know. I remember so,
0: Chris. I will get to you in a second. But I, w- the year we watched that Super Bowl together, and I remember you. I think you almost yeah. threw up. Uh, like we were so nervous. I, I, I mean, was a, at the time it was a huge Giants fan. I can Around our house, we specifically still talk about you. I mean, did you throw up? I, I feel like it wasn't because like drinking. It was like for, like the nerve, the,
1: the nerve I Certainly situation. didn't throw up, but I was definitely inches away from that huge plasma TV, and then I ran in the neighborhood and I was screaming at the top of my lungs after the that's Giants right. won. Even though I'm not a Giants fan at all, it was just something about that run that I just absolutely despised. So yeah, that was a that's a good memory, buddy. Chris, what,
0: Chris? What about you? Level of um, you know, feeling into the Super Bowl. You do the same kind of thing with the fatigue on the Patriots or. I mean, go the other way, do you, it's like the, the dynastic piece of it, do, where, where are your thoughts here on the Patriots heading into this this one, or, or do you think the Rams have a chance, like, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, pretty much the same you know, I'm getting tired, I'm one of those people that's getting tired and fatigued, I guess with seeing the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl but on, on the other hand, you know as a, I, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan never been to the Super Bowl, so I mean don't know what that feeling is, but seeing what the <laughs> Patriots have done um, Tom Brady is what, he's played what's 12 years in his career, and he's made the Super Bowl nine times now. (laughs) So It's pretty amazing what he's been able to accomplish. Um, I do have that feeling as well, like the Patriots are just of course going to win another one, um, add another ring, be more internet memes and that sort of thing going on. But uh, I'm a little more excited for this one than I guess I'd say last year's. I I like the Rams as a team overall, and I think they can really put up a fight here, and I think it's going to be a good game. So uh, I'm going to be doing flooring on Sunday, and I was, you know, at first I was going to maybe try and Not worry about the Super Bowl and just do the flooring and now I'm like, okay, Dad, let's let's push hard on Sunday and watch this game. You know, have a few beers. So I'm getting a little more excited as it gets closer, which kind of seems to happen every year
0: when you're yeah, I I kind of just. Yeah, I'm, I'm into the pageantry at this point, I think, and that's probably about it. All right, let's, we're going to break down, we're going to go kind of step-by-step step through, through the different bets that we can look at during this game. We'll start with the games kind of stuff, then we'll look at some MVP odds. Uh, we'll talk about some over-unders on just general uh, usage stuff, you know, yards and touches and touchdowns and things like that. And we'll finish it off with some novelty ones like... You know what are our th- what are our grand thoughts on Maroon Five or Donald Trump or things like that that we can that, all the all the all the amazing all five, the amazing okay. all the amazing stuff that can, that you can it really yeah, I gotta I gotta hand it to, in the old you know we're out of problems ca- category as a society when you can just go in and just bet on you know you can actually lay money on songs that Maroon Five is gonna sing at halftime or if like Mick Jagger is gonna appear on stage uh the Super Bowl has kind of transcended something else into the into the zeitgeist that is really kind of unbelievable anyway we'll get to that at, at the end all right in terms of opinions about the game the Patriots are two and a half point I was gonna call them road favorites but they're not you know it's obviously not on the road here they're just two and a half point favorites um the over under is 56 and a half, and the money line is the Patriots minus 137 Brams plus 118 uh Chris I'll start with you in terms of any of these numbers jump out to you as something that you like in terms of the points or the over under uh the win odds uh, anything here stand out to you or do you think that there's possibly an edge on
2: yeah, um, I'm going to be laying a bet, and I'm really looking at uh, combining the Patriots minus two and a half because I do think it's going to be like come down to a field goal game kind of last drive type thing so i do like the patriots minus two and a half and i like the over as well and i'll be you know i'll be playing them separate and i'll be uh, pairing them together parlaying them together as well to get a little bit better odds because i do think it's going to be a fairly high scoring game the last couple super bowls have been pretty high scoring and i think the patriots get ahead early and that kind of forces the rams and goff to throw quite a bit and that'll coincide with some of the props i got coming up here shortly but uh, definitely like the patriots and the over james what about
1: you yeah, I'm taking the Patriots too. Uh, I think I prefer the under. I think that Super Bowls, like, uh, from in my experience, my observation, there can be a little bit of nerves, jitters in that first half. People just want to bet the over. Like they like to dream on the big total. Uh, the Rams looked pretty solid against the Saints high flying offense last week and or two weeks ago now, I guess. And I just think that both of these teams have offensive issues that many people might not be like as hip to like neither of these teams. I mean, the Patriots are just obviously not the peak Pat's offense from the years past and the Rams, you know, with the question marks of the running back spot with, I, I don't know if I fully trust Goff here, given what I've seen from him in the last few weeks, even in games that they were really hoping to win. So I, uh, I'm going to take the pass, but I like the under.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going the other way Um, over the last four weeks of the season and into the playoffs, I started uh, putting together a, MB- or almost said NBA. I can't can't do these two podcasts together in the same day. I get confused between the sports. NFL, po- uh, NFL sort of platform on yeah. betting using using some pieces of DVOA and some other kind of stuff thrown together to sort of see how teams rank against each other in terms of different facets of the game. And it was actually really pretty successful over the course of the playoffs. And at that point, it makes sense because at that point, more information is just available than has been at the beginning of the sure. season. And that's one thing about using some like stats like DVOA and things like that. And that this this system likes the Rams outright. Um, so it again, it's I think it went I think it went six for the last eight games in the playoffs. I need to double check what it ended up being, but it does like the Rams outright over the Patriots. So I'm going the other way. I'm going the plus two and a half on the Rams and the money line, the plus one thirteen money line. I don't have great thoughts about the over under because that's not something that i baked in there. So I'm gonna go the other way on that one. Um, and. I would, not that not that I care one way or the other, but I like cheering. Uh, it just gives me more incentive to cheer for the Rams, which I think I wanted. <laughs> which I think I wanted. To do. I was glad, and I was mostly just glad that it worked out that way because I think I'd rather have a rooting interest, and that rooting interest be on the Rams. Right, let's go. Let's switch over to the MVP odds. It's it makes sense that these MVP odds are going to heavily favor quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, by and large, have been the MVPs uh, over the just basically the course of Super Bowl history. Not ev- not every year, um, and I actually didn't look. I'm looking at the list, and let's see, two, four, six, eight. Yeah, 8 of the last 9, no, 8 of the last 10 have been quarterbacks. And then the, actually the other 2 that weren't quarterbacks were linebackers. So uh, we get Brady at plus 110. We get Goff at plus 200. I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Uh, and then we can talk about some of these guys. James, you, MVP odds, do you think that we just, is it, are we just taking the, we just taking the quarterback odds here because that's just you know what historically kind of ends up happening and it makes sense quarterbacks are the most important guy in the field or do you see someone else maybe further down the chain that you think has a chance that maybe you can kind of grab some upside on
1: no i think i like the quarterbacks here i mean betting the mvp can be kind of a tricky proposition and i actually one of my goofy bets uh is who the mvp will thank first um and Uh i I'm I'm going to be going pretty heavy on teammates at plus 175 uh, because I think well I went back and actually watched some old Tom Brady uh, Tom Brady acceptance speeches basically he doesn't talk about family he doesn't talk about God he's all about the teammates so I uh, I'm going to be hammering that one as well but yeah I think the quarterbacks I also think that neither of these teams really features any dynamic like household name type playmakers on the defensive end so like. You know, like when the Steelers have like Troy Polamalu, you know, he gets a pick and runs it back for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be a real threat to be the MVP. But um, and then the other piece is the running backs. Like I think if Gurley were fully healthy, you could see. And given the, the Rams' tendency when they're up to just really lean on the running game, you could definitely see Gurley flex into there. But given Gurley's kind of just bizarre status right now, I don't think you want to go there. So yeah, I, I do think for the MVP discussion, the quarterbacks are the best bet if you want to go in that direction at all.
0: The closest defender uh, with odds is actually, and he's actually fourth overall. is Aaron Donald. He's at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, that's the, the no other defender. The next closest guy is Marcus Peters at plus sixty uh, plus sixty six hundred. Um, and then I'll make. I'm going to talk about Gurley in a second. But Chris, what about you? MVP odds is it Brady and golf or bust for you, or do you think that there's something? Is is there someone further down the chain here?
2: No, it it comes down to the quarterbacks for me, and I, I personally won't be betting this. Like I mean, I guess you could. Go with if, if you're on the Patriots, you could just pick Tom Brady there. I don't think anyone else in the Patriots is going to grab that MVP, um, than Tom. So I kind of like what James said there with you know getting the plus 175 and going with thanking the teammates type thing. I think you get a little bit better odds doing that. Um, I originally thought you know if you want to go with the Rams, it's either going to be I, I, you know, outside of Jared Goff, I think Todd Gurley makes sense, but the injury concerns 14 to 1 doesn't seem like enough. Um, to go with that and then Aaron Donald wrecking um, the game I just I don't see that happening it could happen you know if if they do do it and he does sack say he gets three sacks in the game uh, maybe a forced fumble something like that it's in there I don't think it's going to happen I'm going to talk about the the total sacks here coming up as one of my favorite um props to look at this week it's set at three and a half and i'm, I'm definitely betting the under so i definitely don't like aaron donald in the mvp in reverse so it, it's it's tom brady or bust here for me um because i'm looking at the patriots to win the game
0: okay a couple quick notes on where these odds have moved a little bit Gurley started at i, I believe plus 1800 and where it might have been plus 2000 and it's gone is gone to plus 1200 so there's been money coming in on Gurley as the MVP. So I don't know if that signals that like people just think that they're just going to go back to the game plan, which they had employed at the beginning of the year, which is to say he's going to get all the touches. It's a really crazy thing to think considering how last game played out where he just barely touched the ball at all and basically was essentially benched for CJ Anderson. So I don't know. I'm always confused by when I see lines like that. I don't know if that's just public money wishing and hoping on a Todd Gurley resurgence, even though there hasn't been a lot to... Think that that's going to happen, but it is interesting that that line has moved pretty significantly on the girly side. I didn't the one I didn't mind. I didn't mind Sony Michelle at plus sixteen hundred. He's the fifth overall in terms of odds. I do think there is a scenario they have given him the ball a lot in the playoffs. He carried the ball over twenty times last game. If there if there's a game script that puts together where he touches the ball twenty five times on the ground and scores two touchdowns and they win you know 28 to 21 or something like that i think that that there is like that i could see a script where that he becomes the mvp based on just he he scores two of their three touchdowns or something like that is that either you guys have an opinion on that one or does that seem like a little too far fresh too far fetched no it's, that it seemed that yeah, go you ahead. go ahead james
1: I was going to say it seems plausible for sure. It's just like I think he'll have to have sort of an otherworldly performance for especially the narrative around Brady's, you know, potentially last Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think he'll have to go above and beyond what a normal running back would have to do. Like, I think he and C.J. Anderson and mirrored realities could turn in the same line and Anderson could win the MVP where they would just give it to Brady if it happened on the other side.
0: Yeah, Chris. I don't know if you had the same thoughts, Chris. I mean, we don't need to spend all the time on Sony Michelle, but does that kind of mirror your thoughts? You think that you think something different? Exactly.
2: No, totally.
0: That's exactly kind of how I feel. Like, I don't think. Uh
2: um, you know you said 25 touches so if he has let's say you know 90 to 120 yards and one to two touchdowns I don't think that's quite enough I think Tom is still going to do enough or they're going to give him the MVP anyway I think he's going to kind of get to that 150 range score one on the ground one receiving type thing uh, maybe even I don't think he's going to hit three touchdowns but um, I think the yardage is going to have to be pretty high up there for him to uh, for him to get the
0: MVP and I just I would like to see a little bit better odds on that History is not on the side of running backs as uh, Super Bowl MVPs. You have to go back 22 years to the last uh, running back who was an MVP. That was Terrell Davis with the Broncos. Uh, there's not been another running back MVP since then. It's been, like I said, mostly quarterbacks, a sprinkling of linebackers, and then a couple, of, you know, about four or five wide receivers. So in in, in general, um, yeah, history does not go, <laughs> is not on my side there. Like, let's go into some game Uh, Player props that uh, we could stand to see. I don't know, things maybe kind of happening here uh, in terms of guys that you see. Is there anyone? We'll start with Chris. Chris, is there what do you like in terms of, you know, rushing yards, receptions, any players or plays that got to you um, that look like they're coming maybe at values?
2: I really like the the whole game total sacks, three and a half. I mentioned it here just a minute ago. I'm going with the under on this one. Three and a half seems um, like a really good number to attack there. The Rams have allowed just one sack in two playoff games so far this season, um, 33, the eighth fewest on the season, 33 of them, 2.1 per game. And then you look at the Patriots. They've given up zero sacks in two playoffs games so far this year. And going back to their buy in week 11, have only given up four total sacks in eight games. And on the season have allowed the third fewest sacks, uh, 1.3 per game. So, you know, there may be one or two, one from each side, maybe, maybe even two to one, you say uh, the Rams get two. actually, I would probably see the Rams getting one, maybe the Patriots get in two. So I really like that uh, under three and a half sacks total.
0: All right. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Cause I, I know we each have a couple of these. James, what about you? What stands out to you in, uh, in terms of the, some of this, game, some of these game props?
1: Yeah, my favorite one, I think, is Tom Brady over a half an interception. I think that, you know, obviously, like, you could zoom out over the course of the season and see that he's averaged more than a half an interception per game. But I think more than that, if you really buy – like, the way I like to think about individual player prop bets is I like to try to figure out – what the perceived, because I think a lot of people just look at averages and then they go from there. But there are a couple different themes out here. Another one actually is Jared Goff, over 37 passing attempts, where if you just take averages on the season, it might look like you're paying somewhat of a premium on it. But then if you look at individual game scripts, like for the Rams, Goff will throw 19 times in a game if they're up by a lot, but he'll throw 50 times in a game if they're trailing, right? And if you really think that this game is close, but the Patriots are the ones uh, kind of pushing the envelope offensively. I think that that means golf will have to throw more than 37 times. And I am just giving girly status as well. And then on the Brady side, I think that just on average in games where he actually is called upon to do things against real legitimate defenses, like, you know, they beat the jets 38 to three he has no interceptions. Great. Right. But um, he's got multiple multi-interception games on the season. And in a lot of these games, they're just the ones that stay close and competitive where the Pats can't just, you know, rest on their laurels and, uh, just beat down some inferior opponent, you know. So I, I like both of those quarterback-related bets quite a bit.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, the I'm seeing Brady throws an interception, which is essentially the same as over half um, at minus yeah. one twenty. Uh, so you, you're you're laying a little bit to to, to on the idea that it's probably going to happen, but I think it does make sense. I actually took rushing yard unders on both Sony Michelle and Todd Gurley. Sonny Michelle was at 79 mm. and a half uh rushing yards at minus 110. And then Gurley was under was the over under was 61 at plus 105. This one's on five dimes. The I don't know. I just think that the Sony Michelle thing, I, I keep for me, I, I talk about this guy way more than I thought I was going to, but the, I just keep waiting for this not to work, like for them to just not run the ball 25 to 24 times with him. And I think there are scenarios, there's more scenarios than not, I think, where the Rams defense just kind of figures this out and forces them to pass a little bit more than they originally thought they were going to. They just still have all these other running backs. And I think that they still want to employ more than one guy between Burkhead and white and, and white doesn't rush the ball a lot. It's mostly receiving, but i like this. I like, it just seems like such a crazy that that 79 and a half feels like so much needs to go right for that. To, and our, our projection system, by the way, just has him at under that anyway. And then I, the girly thing 61, we just saw the guy barely play. I, I get that people are still maybe hoping that that's not going to be the case here, but I'm glad it wasn't total yards. The under 61 rushing yards for me just seems like a complete pipe dream the way that they've been using him uh, in the short term. Chris, anything else that you'd well, yeah, like The
1: Gurley into- one is funny. I, just to react to that quickly, like for Gurley, like, they're not saving him, right? Like They've just won a three-point game over the best team in the NFC they just didn't think he was ready he just couldn't get out there if he could have he would have been out there he was just instead just on the bike like just jogging around right. trying to get warm like there's just something wrong you know
0: yeah four yeah four carries for 10 yards last game cj anderson 16 carries for 44 chris uh, uh, any other uh any other game props for you on, uh, or any of these player props
2: yeah talking about the total rush yards under i definitely like james white under it's only at 16 and a half but I, he just doesn't rush the ball very much at all. He's going to see the receptions. That's kind of where I'm looking at for him is maybe the over in the receptions and the receiving yards, but definitely under um, on James White when it comes to rushing yards. And then the other one I was looking at, we talked about Tom Brady interceptions. Looking at his rush yards is also uh, a .5 over under on his rush yards is too. And I'm kind of leaning the over right now. I just feel like, you know, just that one run. But looking at kind of some trends, the first six of eight games of the season, he he did have the over in that sense. But looking at the end of the season, he um, had only happened twice in the last eight games. Um, and then I you know if you want to go back even further and look at some trends, the last two Super Bowls, he's gone over in each of those two Super Bowls, but he's only had one rush in each of those games. So I'm kind of on the fence here, but I'm currently leaning uh, um, over on the on the point five. There, you're laying that one twenty minus one twenty. Sorry on that. But uh, I definitely think he's going to get that one, you know, like fourth and short. I know they've been running it quite a bit on fourth and short. Where in the past they've maybe given him the ball just to kind of go up the middle there, that little, you know, quick release or, or quick snap to get that one yard. So I think that can happen uh, once in this game, even maybe for a touchdown. So I'm I'm the over on him. And then my some of my other ones is Robert Woods, 70 and a half receiving yards. I do think he goes over there as well. Um, some of the reason the Pats really concentrated on shutting down Tyreek Hill last week so I think that can or sorry last week two weeks ago um, I think that can happen with Brandon Cooks here as well shut down that explosive playmaker and make him throw to woods kind of He's kind of like your safety blanket, I guess you could say, in that offense, especially with Cup out. And Woods has gone 70 plus receiving yards in 12 of his first 16 games this season, so he has done it quite a bit. When looking at kind of the averages for the season, so and then combined with that, I like the over five and a half receptions for Woods as well. So I'm kind of kind of a lot on Woods. And then if you're doing that, I mean, you might as well get the Goff over 282 and a half passing yards as well, especially because I feel the Patriots are going to win this game. The Rams are going to be coming from behind,
0: so that narrative kind of fits with Robert Woods and Jared Goff together in that sense. Yeah, James, thoughts on those ones, or do you have kind of similar lines on those Rams receivers? I know our system is like them all season long, basically just, I mean, to a, to a man. Uh, whenever, if you play for the Rams in a receiver, we've wanted to play you in DFS. <laughs> do you have thoughts on those uh, Rams ones or any any other different uh, player props?
1: Yeah, I like the overs on the, the Rams passing game for the most part. I think uh, the Woods and Goff ones in particular do make sense. I, I think I see the game going similarly to how Chris does, and I also think that you know they've they've seemed comfortable leaning on C.J. Anderson in the past, like in the past few weeks when things have been going well. But I just have a feeling that when the rubber meets the road, like they're just going to have to put the ball in the air. So and I also think the Patriots revenge game with Cooks, I could see them, you know, just kind of like clamping down on him and not letting him beat them because he is the Rams' most dynamic pass catcher. So yeah, I think those underneath routes to to Woods should be available. And I also want to note, you know, just in terms of a on a process level, I like the way Chris is looking at these bets. I think that too many people that I've seen out there are looking at averages where for this, like the average doesn't really matter. It's more about like talking about the game script, figuring out what happens in games like these. And if if you don't feel like you can predict that accurately, just seeing what ha- like Like with a guy like Woods, for instance, what was it, Chris? 12 out of 16 games uh, he had hit. Seventy or more yards. yards yeah 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 so but looking at it that way sure there are always going to be games where a guy disappears and in a game where a guy in football this is this is really true more than in other sports too where a guy can just be gone you know like you'll see Tyreek Hill just like one catch for six yards right because the game kind of goes away from them uh, but what we're seeing on Woods is that 12 out of 16 times a season the game didn't go away from him right so I think that looks like a really solid bet to me too.
0: Yeah, I, th- I like combining. Our system, um, just in terms of projections, has the overs on nearly every Rams receiver. Um, really, on- every single one, I think. Um, now, you are paying, like, the-, the Wood's over five and a half receptions. You're getting, at least I'm seeing, like minus 145, so you're paying for it a little bit. Um, you can probably, I think you can buy down those odds a little bit by taking it up to, like, six. But then... I like it combining with the girly under rushing yards because that mm-hmm. all to me fits the same narrative. Like so, I have right now Reynold Josh Reynolds over three and a half pass receptions. I like the way that they were going to him last week. Um, they I have him over forty-seven and a half receiving yards too, especially because he's going to see probably the worst of the of worst of the three uh, worst of the three cornerbacks in coverage. I have the over on Tyler Higby's pass receptions at two and a half. Um, I know that Gerald Everett was the more yards last week but they had the same amount of targets uh Higby had four converted four for four uh Everett did four uh two four targets for two for 50. I actually like the Higby I like Higby's chance at receptions here more than Gerald Everett's even though I think the odds look about the same but I love combining basically everything I can get on the over and the Rams passing game but combined with the girly under rushing yards fits. Fits the theme of what I what I believe is going to happen. And, and I like that our system kind of all, it all does line up along those lines. It wants you to take, it wants you to just get away from the rushing yards on the Rams uh, and then pound as much as you can on the passing yards. I will say the one guy I don't love as much as Brandon Cooks. I think the 7 for 8 for 107 last week. Woods led the team in targets again with 11 targets. He just has some conversion issues. Um, and that's been sort of a theme for him this season. But I still like the target share for him is just more than it's just more than the other receivers all right let's finish up these guys any other do any either you guys have any other player props and then we can move on um we can move on to like the final stage of the what we like for some of these novelty things i'm i'm intrigued and
2: no. in, in gronk actually a little bit this week uh, hmm. if you can get the odds right i kind of like his i believe his over on receiving yards um i don't have it i got his uh three it's three and a half for receptions oh. i mean the over you're paying minus 138. For that, so that kind of steered me away a little bit because I do think he goes over this week. I think he has a good game here. Um, I think they've kind of been saving him here for these big spots down the stretch, especially in the Super Bowl here. So I do like the over 3.5, but minus 138 is just a little steep for me. I think I'd rather go on the receiving yards, and I think he is at, uh, where are we here, 15 and a half So I, I, and that's only minus 120 to go over
0: on the 15 and a half so that's kind of where I'm leaning with Gronk. Nice. Yeah, I, I, it, was clear, it was clear that they were, I, I don't know if they, you know saving him is the right word, but they targeted him 11 times last week, and that really just hadn't been the case last week. And especially, too, they they did some specific, like brought him all the way onto the outside to line up one-on-one yeah. with some of the smaller cornerbacks. Like that was stuff they were doing really down the stretch in the game, uh, and it was really brought out because Tony Romo was the one that was like sort of calling it ahead of time and saying, like, look at this you know, circle. That's why it got a lot of, it got a lot of, it, it, it ended up being even a bigger part of the narrative because Romo was calling it out as the play was happening and circling Gronk and just yeah. kind of showing that how they were using him to get him to get him one-on-one. So I think I'm with you there. The 11 targets are a really, really encouraging sign for him. Six for 79. He has maybe come out come out and hinted that this would be his last game, that he's going to retire after this game. Um, you know, Brady has not said that, but Gronk has thrown out a, f- a few words that would make you think that this could be, this could be it for him. So if that's the case too, if there's a little extra juice, um, maybe you're able to squeeze one big, one final big game out of Gronk if he were to believe this is the last one. James, any other ones before we just kind of wrap this thing up?
1: Tom Brady, under longest rush, two and a half yards. This guy has five rushes over two and a half yards all season. Again, against real <laughs> yeah. defenses, it just doesn't happen. The guy can barely move out there. There's no chance. There's in the last two weeks, three attempts for negative two yards. This guy's not running the ball. Stop it. Just take the under. I, I guess you have to pay some vig here. Right now, I'm seeing it on Bovada at minus one seventy. That just seems like the easiest bet of the night for me. There's just no chance he just busts out like at this, like fifteen yarder. No way. So under two and a half yards. That's a good was, that a oh, was that a challenge? Was that
0: a challenge bet? I guess Chris's was over a half a yard, right? Like there was. Was that Chris? Was yours over half a yard? or Was it over two and a half? Yeah. No, over mine was yards. just, just over half a yard total. From Tom Brady. Yeah. James is talking. Gotcha. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, Pamera. All right, let's finish it up with again with the 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 Super Bowl provides us with nothing more than uh, the craziest ways you could ever bet your money in terms <laughs> of what can happen during the game. Um, any novelty ones? We got some Maroon five stuff. We got like I said, some Donald Trump stuff. Uh, we got retirement things. Uh, any of these crazy just you know what what color Gatorade gets poured (laughs) any of the how long the national anthem is all this all this stuff I just can't so so, I I love I love it that we can have the ability to do this in this day and age Uh, we'll start with you Chris Uh, any any crazy novelty ones that you like that you're going to be rooting for outside of the game two that stick out to me that I will
2: be betting that I do like number one is the over one and a half seconds of the national anthem kind of looking at the last few years they've averaged around minute 50 to two minutes definitely like that um, and then the other one that really stands out to me, will the broadcast show a replay of the pass interference call in the NFC Championship game? And mm. yes is only minus 130. I honestly thought when that happened, kind of thinking about going ahead before that game was even over, that prop was seriously going to be minus 180 to 200 to minus 250 for a yes. So at minus 130, I'm definitely hammering the yes on that.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I like that one. But the, isn't there a, good, wonder, con, there's the a NFL, good
1: conspiracy case against that, though? Right, like where the NFL is like, right, yeah, just broadcast the game. Like we don't need true. To-
0: don't mention it. We we like. To, please do not mention this. Like all we need is like to, to get this drummed up. Like they, these guys, there was a lawsuit freaking filed by like some crockpot lawyer in New Orleans saying that they wanted to replay yeah. the game. Like like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a nice publicity stunt. There's no possible way they can ever think about something like that working. Well, um, James, what about you? You got any? Uh, you got any Maroon Five kind of stuff? Or you have any uh, Christina Aguilera makes its performance during halftime? Any novelty stuff that you like?
1: Easiest bet of the week. Will Gladys Knight forget or omit a word from the national anthem? Hell no. No chance. <laughs> no. She's going out there. She's a <laughs> professional. She's been in this game longer than most of the people who would uh, be wagering on this contest. Zero chance. It's minus 500. Still free money, though. Just take take your wife out to a nice dessert on the bet you make on, on Gladys Knight. No chance she misses that one.
0: Trump congratulates the winner on Twitter. Minus 380. you got to pay a lot. There's, I would say if the Patriots... This is what if you, this is what how much he, definitely if the Patriots because he's Tom Brady he I, I think he envisions Tom Brady as his boy um but I think that almost definitely Trump is out there I also wonder about the timing on this kind of stuff like how long it needs to oh never mind it says it it's uh, you gotta ha- he's gotta have the tweet in before midnight uh, that's a, that might be a close one for him he's like so erratic that maybe he doesn't get there in time that'd be the only the timing would be the only thing I would worry about that one I don't mind the one uh let me just look it back up real quick oh uh, it was a Tony Romo one about how they were going to how many times ah, I can't find oh yeah. Jim Nance and Tony Romo say Gronk over two and a half yeah. times. Uh, I'm I'm going for it. I I think I think there's almost no chance. I think they they definitely say Gronk. I think Romo gets excited. I think the they, this should be up like over three and a half. I think I think Romo gets excited in the moment, especially if the game's close. They're, they don't want to say the full name, so I think Gronk over two and a half. It's minus two seventy. So you're, again, you're paying a little bit for it. But I think that we would uh. I think we get like four times where these guys yep. say Gronk. All right. Anyway, any other final ones before yeah. we get out of here? Are you two guys, or are we good to go? Yeah, go, go ahead, Chris. Quick
2: one here: um, okay. Will Adam Levine be wearing a hat to start the halftime show? I, I mm. just did a little research <laughs> here with some, just some googling and stuff. And I'm not a big maroon. Fan, well, I'm not a fan really at all. My kids are, so we were just kind of researching. It's definitely a no for me. Um, searched a whole <laughs> bunch of pictures online and looked at some of his <laughs> concerts, just YouTube concerts and stuff. The dude is never wearing a hat. So I'm. Unless he's going to troll us and just show up with a goddamn hat at the start of the halftime show, I'm definitely betting the no at
0: minus 130. And then which song the will they perform? The strongest conviction play by Chris. <laughs> well, by the way, I, got, I have to say real quick, the most emotional that you've gotten about any <laughs> bet here was the was the Adam Levine no hat one, which I love. I'm like, like I, I, love, I, love I love the oh my god by far the most research Chris what's your last one before we go over to James their first song
2: what is their first song going to be um obviously the favorite plus 300 is one more night and I listened to these songs I've I bet you I haven't heard all of these (laughs) songs combined more than once each before but I got listened to which song is going to be you know hip to to the super bowl they're going to come out and play first I got animal I'm betting two animals and moves like jagger plus plus 600 each it's
0: going to be one of those two they're nothing if not James you and I saw you and I saw Maroon 5 concert by accident when he opened for I don't know if this is going to age well either because we saw a John Mayer concert together with our wives (laughs) um, and Maroon 5 opened before they were before they were famous so do you as a long time Maroon 5 fan do you have any do you have any Maroon 5 (laughs) 5 was he wearing a hat at that concert? <laughs> uh, I, think I don't remember. I remember thinking were they were awesome. I think we—I remember sitting there and thinking I was like, "This band's—that was one of my best calls ever." Because I was like, "This band's gonna be insanely famous." Uh, I said that no one had ever heard of them at the time, and uh, I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are gonna be really, really famous." So, got there on that. Got there on that call, nice. even though we weren't able to take bets. James, go there. And go, any other novelty ones for you, buddy? Well, my first Marine Five thought, my, my
1: best Marine Five memory, since we're sharing them all now, <laughs> is that uh, when I was a senior in college, the uh, the pledges to my fraternity. If they could sleep during the final week of pledging, it had to be in this one small room with uh, This Love by Maroon 5, just playing on repeat at 100 volume from Mysterio. So that's my only, <laughs> my, my big Maroon 5 experience. Um, my, well, my, the bit I'm most curious about, because I have to say, just as a, a lifetime angle shooter and stickler for the rules, How will they possibly evaluate this bet? How many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? Currently the over, you can get even money the under seven and a half plays. Like, does he have to say like, oh, they're going to run like a triple out right, three guys go this way? like, Or can he just say like, they're going to pass here and that correctly predicts the play?
0: That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, this want. one's going to be a hard one to audit because the way because like there are some even if you watch like the, there's like these are viral now at this point, but if you watch the Romo predicts kind of videos, oh, yeah. there are ones that will there are ones that are it's not like he's predicting because he's saying if this then that. Like he'll say <laughs> yeah. if the safety comes that if the safety comes down, then you're going to see the pass. And you know, that the safety comes down a little bit and they throw over the top of the Gronk. But is that correct if the safety doesn't come down because that would prove his point too like is that a correct call or not because he's saying if this then that like if that ends up being an audited correct call that's a tough one easily do he could easily do more because he because if he says if this and that then you're you're correct every time almost yeah like, that's a really that's a very or the, there's another one where he's like oh if they do this they're gonna sweep you're gonna see a run right well, he did that once, and the guy kind of ran right, but he mostly just ran up the middle. Like, is that correct too? Like, it's it is a, that's a that's a, that one to me feels like I would not, I'd be really worried about it because I'd just be. Oh man, Could you imagine just being so mad about this as you see the clock tick, like the ticker going up about how many he's called right, and it's like an NBA. you are like, that was a block! I clearly saw him block that ball. Why have they not registered that as a block? Like, I can see that being the case here with Romo. Chris, what were you gonna say?
2: <laughs> Nothing. I'm just laughing because this is hilarious that they even put that up there. Because yeah, who who is the person that is auditing that and, and you know um, deciding whether he called it right or not? He's gonna face a lot of criticism. I think that
0: that's the that one has the, that one has the uh, the chance to be. The one that people get the most mad about. That's, I that's why I wanted I to would, bring was, a highlight right. to it.
1: But the one that people will be the most excited, I think one of the best sweats on the night, is uh, how many replays will be shown of Ted Rath holding Sean McVay back during the game. The <laughs> over is at one and a half, but you have to pay minus 175 to get it. I just want to say that the over feels solid here as well. Uh, like it's just really hard to imagine a world in which they're not, like, they're not even showing the replay on purpose it's just like they're trying to show sean mcveigh being pissed about something on the sideline or like yelling at the ref or like doing a high you know just hollering throwing the challenge flag whatever and he gets his you know his little hips grabbed by his personal assistant there so i i feel like it's the over that became, feels that, like a sucker bet as well
0: that one became internet famous over the week so i, I think that like you are going to see that one because this would this made it to this made some really really heavy rounds in terms of people that's all, wanting I'm, saying. To talk about that's things. all I'm saying and it will be a fun all right, final one for me exciting thing to root on. My biggest one, my biggest sweat here is gonna be plus 1600. The game goes to overtime. So uh, everyone just root for a tie, and then we just uh, and then we can have a bunch of d- more debates about whether or not stupid overtime should work. All right, That's we're gonna, gonna get have. out of here. dfsr.com/nba. slash No, excuse me. dfsr.com/deals. We're on the podcast here. Is gonna get you this uh, the user a free trial to our projection system powered by our friends over at Lineup Lab, Optimal Labs for NBA. NHL, MLB when coming down the pike, NFL when it comes back around because we're pretty much done with the season. So dfsr.com slash deals will get you started. Guys, enjoy your Super Bowl. We can all text each other about all these stupid bets that we put in to see if they got there. All right.
2: A lot of fun. Thanks, guys.
0: It's Sizzling Sprint Weekend. This weekend only, switch to Sprint and get $100 via prepaid MasterCard for each new phone you lease. That's right, you'll get $100 for each new phone. The more lines you switch, the more savings you'll get. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit a Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, September 6th, 7th, and 8th, to learn more. That's September 6th, 7th, and 8th at Sprint. Requires port online registration and 60 days of service before card ships. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions
2: apply. Member FDIC.